Welcome to the Two Principles Podcast, the ultimate destination for principals, leaders, and educators. That's right. We're diving deep into the important stuff, the ups and downs of mental health, the secrets to managing stress effectively, figuring out that elusive work-life balance, and mastering the art of being an effective leader. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embark on an incredible journey with us as we explore the fascinating world of life and leadership. So whether you're a principal, leader, a busy parent, educator, or someone on a mission to make a positive impact in the world, this podcast is for you. The Two Principles Podcast, life and leadership talk inside and out. A better you makes for a better today. It starts with you. Hey there, Kevin Jones. Hey, are you on? Are you on? Uh, first of all, Happy New Year, my friend. Twenty twenty four. How do you feel? Twenty twenty four. Here we are. Twenty twenty four. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm. Uh, you know, I've, I've been. You know, we haven't recorded in a while. Um, we we kind of had. A, we kind of had a, a surplus of episodes, so we kind of took a few weeks off and um, get through the holidays and and uh, those that uh, some some know out there. But I, I had uh, ankle surgery. Uh, yes, few, you did. A few weeks back, so I am still hobbling along and, and recovering, and so I am looking forward to the new year and healing and getting back on my feet and doing all the things that I enjoy doing. I know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy for you, too, because I know you've been uh, through, through a lot, but if you think about the year, you think about kind of where we started, you and I, around this time last year, Yeah. Uh, this is kind of where we, we started the, the Two Principles pod. It was, in, it was in January here, and then it's just kind of morphed into what it is now today. Um, and I, I look back, and I'm like, geez, Louise, I would have never thought where we are today uh, and when we started this thing, because you and I just wanted to talk. Yeah. We just wanted to have some conversations about you know some uh, important topics about physical health, mental health, yep. and all that other good stuff. And here we are. We're we're chatting with it, and uh, I'm loving it. Are you a New Year's resolutions person, though? I gotta ask. Not you that. not huge. Um, I I really am not. I I I don't really get into the hype of it. Um, there's little things I do, but I I don't I don't make a big deal out of it. To be honest with you, I don't. How about yeah. you? Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I think I've changed. I think a lot, a lot of what I want to do is kind of what we're talking about uh, when when we get on these shows. Is this really, you know, having being intentional, having a mindset of what I want to do, and and by taking care of myself physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, you know, and I want to make sure I'm doing that, you know, every day, week to week, month to month. So it is, you know, it, the piece I do like about it, it's 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 like a it, for a lot of people, it's like a a restart, right? Mm-hmm. And they get an opportunity to restart. Um, I like the way that people talk about it rather than it's a new you. No, it's the same you. Maybe yeah. it's a new mindset, right? And a new thing you're going to do. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way with you. And, and here we go, buddy. Let's do it. Let's do it. Or what are we going to do I'm today, pal? super excited. Let's, uh, as always, we're going to work on raising that frequency today. All right, let's go spread some good out in the podcast universe. Episode 2P55. We're excited to be here. Check it in with you today. I'm Jason Paris. I'm Kevin Jost. Hey, and we are the two principals. Hey, if this is your first time tuning into the 2P pod, we appreciate you checking us out. If you've been here before, welcome back. Uh, We would love for you to follow, subscribe, and rate our show and spread the word to your friends. So thanks for tuning in today. That's right. We are two principals, living, breathing principals are Kevin and I, and we we, we just love hanging out. We enjoy life and we are just on our way to just trying to get better each and every day. And that's really what we're about. Uh, 
and hopefully you're on your journey as well to a healthier and happier you one step at a time, one conversation at a time. Really quick, just want to mention our website, twoprinciples.com. You can find a wealth of information on there. That's where you can find our blog. We put out a blog every Sunday on a topic that we feel that, you know, when we look at our life and, and both in leadership and life, how can we get better at what we do? It's just a little quick uh, piece out there that you can check in on. You can find that twoprinciples.com. Also social media, you can find us on all our social media accounts, uh, YouTube, uh, X, Instagram, TikTok. We're, we're out there. We like, we like to engage with our folks. And we really what we're trying to do out there is just put out good, relevant information that, again, we think can maybe motivate, uh, create, you know, put yeah, a make you think. Insight. Yeah, make you think, put a little mm-hmm. insight out there and how you can get better. So, uh, hey, Kev, what's uh, what's the anthem for the, the let's it's the first show of 2024. What's our anthem? It is. We got a good one here. Here we go. Let's see if you can name it. You're broken down and tired of living life on the merry-go-round. Oh, you I can't think I find got it. a fighter, but I see it in you, so we can walk it out. Just rise up. Yeah, sure is. Andre Day gives you goosebumps. We gonna walk it out and move. Oh, this is perfect for to mm-hmm. kick off 2024. Rise up. Yeah, this is a this is a great song. This song's lyrics encourage listeners to rise above adversity and empower themselves to make a positive change. Song's message aligns with the importance of creating a culture of mental well-being in schools as it highlights the need to support and uplift one another in times of struggle. Great lyrics. Man. Great lyrics, man. And what a way to start 2024. Mm-hmm. A little rise up. And, you, you, you know, the topic today is creating a culture of mental well-being in our schools, for ourselves, for others. And I, I think that piece there about just... Supporting and uplifting mm-hmm. one another. Great song. Hey, random question of today's show, Kev. Yep. It's always your favorite time. Here's a would you rather question. We got to get back to some of these would you rather okay. questions. Um, and it has to do, you know, I kept it with today's topic. And I know you're probably going to be like, well, you know, maybe this or maybe that. But this, here's what it is. Uh, and it has to do related to mental well-being in schools. Would you rather have a school... With a high academic performance but low emphasis on mental well-being, or a school with lower academic performance but a strong emphasis on mental well-being. That one's easy. I'd rather have the the second, the latter. Um, and the reason being is is students are not we're not we're not graduating students and sending them out into the world where their main um, emphasis is going to be academics. They're not going to be taking mm-hmm. tests. They're not going to be, they're not going to be reading books. They're not going to be providing, you know, uh, creating essays. Yes, there are certain things that they're going to do in employment that are going to be quote unquote, you know, homework and, and tests and stuff like that. But we're, we're trying to create solid human beings. Mm-hmm. And, and if they're going through school on, you know, dysregulated and they, they are struggling with mental health, um, all through their educational career, and then they leave us, we've, we've failed. So they've got to go out to the world. They've got to be solid people. They've got to, be, they've got to have a handle on their mental and physical health 
and well-being. And um, so to me, that one's easy. I'll take lower test scores every day of the week. <laughs> right. And you know what? Today, as we talk about this topic, I think what there's a correlation between if we're going to spend some time working on uh, students' mental well-being and staff's mental well-being, there is a correlation between uh, actually increased attendance, increased uh, academics. And we're going to get to that here For in a sure. second. So, yeah, like you said, like you said, uh, the title, the uh, episode <clears throat> topic today is creating a culture of mental well-being in your school. Um we're going to explore the importance of creating a culture of mental well-being. We will provide statistics and some facts on the topic. We're going to delve into questions. We're going to discuss practical strategies for school leaders to begin implementing. We're going to offer two pieces of advice at the end that leaders can start using right away, and we're going to wrap up with a closing thought. So let's go ahead and get this thing started. Yeah, let's, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the, really the definition. So what does it mean? I want to frame it. So what does it mean for principals? When, it, when we talk about creating a culture of mental well-being in your school. Well, first of all, I think principals and leaders, educators, they play a key role in creating that culture of mental well-being in their school by establishing and promoting a supportive, you know, that's number one. You gotta, it's got to be supportive and it's got to be inclusive, uh, inclusive environment that prioritizes the mental health and mental well-being of all students and staff. So that right there, that's, that's a big, you know, you think about all the things you have to do as a leader and as a principal. That one is, this is a big one, folks. You really make, you got to make sure that you, how are you creating that culture of mental well-being in your school that A, students and staff feel supportive and, and it's an inclusive environment that really puts the focus on mental health and well-being. You know, this could include, you know, we'll talk about this as we go through the show today, but this could include implementing policies and practices that address mental health, providing access to resources and support services, promoting uh, education and awareness around mental health issues, and making sure you have positive and open dialogue about mental well-being within your school community. Principles, too. This is a big one that I know you and I, this is... <laughs> Kind of, we preach a lot, but it's important, but we need to lead by example. And that includes demonstrating empathy, understanding, and a commitment to prioritizing mental health in all aspects of school life. And so it's so, so important as a leader, as a principal. And when we talk about leaders, you can be a teacher leader, you can, you can be leading in anything, but really having that commitment to prioritizing mental health in all aspects of school life. So I really wanted to hone in on that's what it's about. Yeah. That's what we're talking about today. Yeah, that's good. I, I appreciate that, that kind of that framework of that. And, and now we're going to kind of shift into some, some stats and really kind of, kind of talk about, you know, why this is important, you know, to understand the significance of creating that culture of, of mental wellbeing in schools. Um, there's, there's some information to back it up. Um, so according to the world health organization, approximately 10 to 20% of adolescents worldwide experience mental health disorders. Now, the important thing to, to key in on this is we are talking about diagnosed mental health disorders. That's a good point. So 10 to 20% of children and adolescents, okay, worldwide, that has that have a, a diagnosed mental health disorder. That's not including, you know, obviously the undiagnosed, the, the individuals who's, who, you know, basically kind of are, are self-aware enough to know that they struggle with anxiety, but they've never sought help for it. Um, or are, are dealing with depression, but they've never sought help for it, okay? That's a big number, 10 to 20%. 
Uh, National Alliance of Mental Illness, NAMI, okay, reports that one in six U.S. youth aged six to 17 experience a mental health disorder each year. So a diagnosed mental health disorder each year. We're My talk- guess is there's probably, there's probably more kids Absolutely. that are struggling. Absolutely. And, and here's, here's what blows me, as it blows me away. We're talking about six-year-olds. I know. Six-year-olds. Yeah. I don't even know when I was six. Heck, I don't even know if I knew when I was 12 if I even knew the term mental health. No, I didn't. And, and we've got kids that are six that are dealing with these things, okay? A mm-hmm. uh, study published in the Journal of Abnormal Psychology found that the prevalence of anxiety and depression among high school students has increased by 20% over the past decade. And I think you oh, and I can... sure. Yeah. I, I, and I feel like that number is low. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. The, the things that we experience with kids today, I mean, heck, even just over the last three or four years, um, just the pandemic alone... I, I feel like there has been such a, a groundswell of um, students experiencing um, anxiety and depression. You know, I, I can think of, you know, conversations I have all the time with kids in my office and, and they, they just, they just, they don't even know how to, how to articulate what it is that they're going through, but they just don't feel themselves and, and mm-hmm. they worry about everything. And it's just, um, it's very impactful and it gets in the way of, of their ability to be a student. Uh, Center, of Dis- uh, Center for Dis- Disease Control and Prevention, so the CDC, they state uh, that mental health disorders can significantly impact academic performance, attendance, and social interactions in school. That's oh, a no-brainer. Sure. We, we see that all we the time. We see it all the time. Uh, and then the research conducted by the American Psychological Association, the APA, shows that schools with comprehensive mental health programs have higher academic achievement improved attendance rates, and reduced behavioral issues. So this speaks back to kind of the ra- the random question. You kind of stated, I think what you yeah. were alluding to is, if you're focusing, if you're, if you're focusing on, on test scores and academics and you're not, you're not dealing with mental health, your, your test scores are more than likely going to suffer. So yeah. let's, let's shift it. Let's, let's put our focus on, on the mental well-being and all those things that we care about, the the objective things, the test scores, the attendance, all that kind of stuff, I believe they have a tendency to just take care of themselves. Right. And I don't, you know, when, you, when we talk about this, I don't think, you know, what's coming to me is I don't think it has to necessarily be this, everybody, this big overarching thing. It, it can be just simple steps that you're taking as a, as a leader, as a principal, as a school district. And a lot of schools right now, they're faced with this. We're all faced with this. We came out of a pandemic. We have more kids right now that are unregulated, that are, uh, you know, so-called bouncing off the walls, that are depressed, that have higher anxiety, all this stuff. So yes, we have to play a part in figuring this out. And I think schools, school districts, leaders, principals, educators, teachers, whatever, we are, we're spending time on this. But again, I don't think it, I think it just, it can start. I think people got to just, this is my opinion, but just step back, get inside themselves and then figure out what I can do. What are some small things I can start doing a for myself and then B, how can I make, you know, these small little steps that I'm going to take can have that ripple effect that can start to really make big waves out uh, when we're talking about it. But I think the first part about it is, you know, you and I have talked about this and uh, you know, here we are, you know, again, grateful for the partnership that you and I have with HealthWise here, mm-hmm. uh, HealthWise Behavioral Health and Wellness, you know, we get to partner with a mental health, uh, holistic practitioner, uh, based, uh, you know, business company that really focuses 
in on all of this stuff. So you and I, again, have these conversations a lot with folks about, hey, what can we do to bring awareness to this? And I think that's the piece that you and I have been talking about. When we, when we started this a year ago, I think one of the big things was you and I would sit down and be like, hey, we, let's just bring awareness. We got to start just talking mm-hmm. about it, right? More people have to be aware of it. It's not, so it's not just a, it's not something where when you bring it up, it's like, ooh, you know, it's, it's no, let's talk about this. Let's just have an open conversation. Just like you've said, I've said, your physical health, right? Mm-hmm. Your physical health is so, you know, we can talk about that all day long, but it's, it's almost like, Kevin, it's like the analogy brushing your teeth, mm-hmm. right? If, if I'm going to, I, I brush my teeth every day because I want to take care of my, you know, so-called my physical part of it. But that has to be the same thing you're doing with your mental health. It's kind of like if I said, Kevin, you're not going to brush your, you're, you're not, you're not going to brush your teeth for a year, right? right. No, you're not going to do that, are you? No, no, it's not going to. Your teeth are going to. Everything's not going to go well. So we have to have that emphasis as well on the mental aspects of our life too. And, and those, those are those can be good things. And that's the thing that we. You know, we'll, we'll, we want to talk about the, the issues at hand, but then what can we do, right, to, to help ourselves? We can't just sit there and be like, oh, uh, you know, I can't do anything about No, there are some, there are some things we, you can do uh, to get yourself out of this. So well, uh, that, I kind of went off on my little No, that's good. There, it kind of leads into the first question. It's it, it kind of good jumping point. Um, really just what are some common barriers barriers to creating a culture of mental well-being in schools and 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 I think the thing that I was kind of going through my head when you were making that that comparison to brushing your teeth is that that's a very straightforward very objective task right you either brush right. your teeth or you didn't brush your teeth right how do you how do you and I'm kind of kind of this is kind of a rhetorical question but but I do want to talk about it is how do you how do you get a student or a staff member to address their mental well-being. You know what I mean? Because it's not mm-hmm. it's not a cookie-cutter approach. It's not the same for every individual. No. Uh, it's not the same for every single building. I mean, you you different buildings within the same district might have to take different approaches because of one reason or another. So that's the hard part. I mean, so to me, you know, that question, what are some common barriers um, in creating a, a, a culture of well-being? It's just that. It's just that it's not a cookie-cutter approach, and everyone is an individual and needs something different and is going to respond differently based on their own experience, their own perspectives. Um, and what an individual might need actually might change over time, right? right. A student that starts in, in ninth grade in the fall might need something different by the time they're a junior yep. because of For things sure. that happen. So. So to me, the number one answer is what? What's the biggest? What's a common barrier? It's it's just the individuality of trying to address this topic with people. Absolutely, yeah, I, for sure. I think another one on top of that is the the could be the lack of resources or the lack mm-hmm. of uh, maybe funding for mental health programming. But what I've noticed, and this is, again, having conversations with principals and leaders here in Minnesota, but even um, when, we've had, when we've had some conversations with those outside of Minnesota as well, too, there has been a big emphasis and focus on mental health, mm-hmm. right? Oh, for sure. But I think, it, but I think when I say, so, so districts and, and leaders are realizing that, hey, we're, we're going to have to figure out some resources, we're going to have to figure out some funding, but that could be 
when you're talking about when you ask the question about barriers, that could be a barrier. Could be. Right? Yep. And like you said, it, there's there's just that the, there's no it's not a you know, there are there are certain things you can do to start moving, you know, get yourself moving forward in a positive direction. But there's not just it's just not a here's it's not a one way. Here's just the no. one way to do it. Um, the other thing, too, that, you know, having conversations with um, other educators and this comes up a lot that when I'm having conversations uh, could be with teachers or other principals, they don't feel like they have the training mm-hmm. or they're educated enough to do it. And so uh, what would you say? What would you say to that, Kevin? You know, I, I think you're right. I think there's this this. I, I think there can be this notion that mental health issues are dealt with by social workers and school counselors. Mm-hmm. I think there can, there can be this, this idea that that's, that's the resource. Um, and I, and I guess, yeah, I mean, I think we do need to, to put more time and energy into having conversations and, and providing training and, and, and resources, um, for staff, you know, but, but at the end of the day, I mean, I, th- I feel like it's got to start with the individual. It's got to, st- it's oh, got to, it's got to start with relationships with kids. It has to start there. So you can have all the training in the world, and you can read through literature, and you can go through um, role playing, and you can, you know, read books. But if you're not willing to initiate a sincere relationship, supportive relationship with a student, none of that matters. So true. And, and I would even, I'd even go a step, I'd even go a step further and say the relationship that you have with yourself, mm-hmm. what are you doing to go inside and so-called shine the light? Or maybe there's, you know, I've been thinking about this over break. Are there areas in, you know, within me that maybe, you know, I'll use the term like remodel, you know, like mm-hmm. you think about a house and you got to, you know, certain areas of the house, Hey, I want to remodel the bathroom, right? Well, I want to tear something, I'm going to tear this down and then I'm going to, you know, build back up or I'm going to do whatever, you know, sometimes we have to go inside and we have to, you know, maybe we have to do an internal remodel uh, of certain areas. So we, as the person uh, starts to take care of our mental well-being in a way that, like you said, then that next, that, that big piece, it, it all starts with the connections and the relationships and the core of that. And if you don't have that, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough road. So yeah, I I think so for sure. I like that remodel yourself. I like that. That's good. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about that over the break. Hey, what about uh, let's so let's get back. Let's let I want to bring it back again because okay. we're talking about it. But tell me, tell me again the importance. Why is this? Why is this topic again? Why are we talking about this? Why is it important for principals and leaders and educators? Yeah, well, it's it's important for principals because it directly impacts the overall well being um, and academic success of students and staff. Right. That that's what we're there for. That's our job. Yep. That's our number one goal. Um, by creating that culture of mental well-being, principals can contribute to a positive school environment where individuals feel supported, valued, and able to thrive. Okay. Additionally, addressing mental health concerns can lead to improved ac- academic performance, like we talked about, reduced absenteeism, um, and just in general, a much more positive school climate. I mean, that is, in a nutshell, what we are trying to accomplish as principals. And if the research is showing... Um, that kids that that feel supported, valued, and they're, they're we're addressing their mental health needs and just overall well-being that they will do better in all those areas mentioned. 
why not do it? I mean, it just, it's just, like I said, it's a no brainer. So that's why it's important. You know, one of the things that, as you were saying that, what popped in my head, it's just a simple thing. And I've, I've seen um, principals and leaders, uh, you know, when I'm, uh, I'm on social media and I'm watching, but and I, th- I don't know if it was an article and I wish I could, I wish I could uh, share the person um, but that said this, but really, how are you interacting as a leader with students in your building? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of research out there. Get out, get out front of your building. Uh, say hello to kids as they come into your building, right? As you're in the hallway, you know, give a knock or, or, or say, hey, how you yeah. doing? You know, uh, just in just interacting, smiling, those little things, saying saying a student's name, um, you know, those are some little things that you can do that I think make a big difference, create that ripple effect. So. Yeah. Let's get into another question. Uh, what yeah. what role can teachers and administrators play in supporting the mental well-being, the mental well-being of students? So we talked about, you know, why it's important, but, um, you know, we've, we've touched on this a little bit, but, but. Yeah. The, we, we do play a role, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We do. And so do teachers, right. And, and, yeah. and so do, so do cafeteria staff and bus drivers. I mean, we all do. It, it, it's a, it's a, definitely a um, group effort, but talk to me a little bit about that. Well, I think, you know, when you're, again, we're talking holistic, holistic well-being of, of students. I think that's, that, that's so important because if we're doing that, if we're, if we're going to really come to, uh, uh, I hate to, I'm not going to use the word agreement, but just say, hey, this is, we're going to really focus in mm-hmm. on, on, on kids this way. There, there's going to be so many positive things, but the, the big piece here is creating, we said at the very beginning, creating a supportive and non-judgment school, classroom, environment, whatever that looks like, creating a supportive and non-judgment school, classroom, building, and then being attentive, you know, that active listening again we talk a lot about active listening but attentive to students emotional needs you know you could pick up on that sometimes if i'm having a conversation with a student or for that for that matter even a staff member you can pick up uh, on uh, their emotional needs uh, i think collaborating uh when we talk about supporting mental well-being of students collaborating with counselors and mental health professionals in your building uh so important uh, to identify and support students who may be struggling with mental health issues. And I think about, you know, I think about our building, we've just got some just outstanding uh, counselors and we're very lucky because we're working too. We've got a co-located services where we have mm-hmm. outside agency in our building because we really believe that mental health is really important. And we want to have services and, and resources uh, for students to be able to take care of that. That is, that is so important. Um, the other thing is it also may involve implementing trauma-informed practices and promoting, uh, you know, PBIS. You know, what is PBIS? Positive behavior support strategy or, mm-hmm. you know, systems strategies to create a safe and nurturing environment for all students. So there's a lot of things that teachers, administrators, educators, cooks, custodians can do to really uh, play a role in supporting mental well-being of students. Yeah. And I want to point out too, you know, just because we're listing all these things and we're talking about these things, it doesn't by any means mean we're we're doing this perfectly. Um these things are what, hard. These things are hard. These are these are difficult tasks. Yeah. 
And, you know, it, it just hit me when you said that last sentence, you, you made the comment um, providing a, um, a safe and nurturing environment for all students. So you're telling me that every single day, all 1,900 of our students feel feel safe and, and nurtured? <laughs> Do you know, know what I mean? It is a big, that's what I'm saying. When you look at it from like when the very beginning yeah. I was talking about this, it's a, when it's a, a big thing like that, that feels very overwhelming. It but does. Then if, I, if, I, if I'm going to have to break, for me, I have to break it down small and say, yeah. okay, what are some small things I can start doing? Yeah. You know, and I think day. that's part of, I think that's important to understand that that don't go into this you know, thinking, oh, we're just going to, we're going to implement, you know, a support, support groups with um, 13 programs. Right. And, it, and yeah, it's done yeah. and it's done. Right. No, it, it's hard. And, and it's, and it's hard because we're dealing with humans and we're dealing with, with emotions and perspectives and, and experiences, not only of the students, but of our own, our own experiences. I mean, you talk about providing, you know, uh, mental well-being for a uh, culture of mental well-being for students. One of the things too, that might be challenging is, staff members who are trying to implement this, they might, they might have a different ideology of well, what does a culture of mental well-being look like? And, mm-hmm. and, and again, that's based on their experiences, their perceptions. Um, so it is, I just want to point that out that we, we say these things like, it's just, you know, Oh, check it off the list, implement this, this, and this, and you're good. It's not that easy. <laughs> it's not no. that easy, but it's not imp- even but it's important work, and and um, that's why we're in the in the profession in the, in the first place. And we know it's important, and so it's kind of like when you when you're driving into work, and 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 maybe you left the house, and maybe you didn't get enough sleep, or mm-hmm. uh, maybe you're just not feeling. I mean, you go into work every day, and that's the piece where you know how do you bring your best self? How do you bring your best version of yourself to work every day? Yep. So you can, you know, and to me, mental health, you know. Creating, creating a uh, you know overall positive mental well-being overall of, of of students and staff. To me, it's just smiling, being positive, talking to people, checking in with people. I mean, I know that sounds so simple, um, and I'm not. And I'm here. I am saying that, like you're saying, do I do that all the time? No, I probably don't. Right. Because um, you know, there's other things on my mind or whatever. But just be intentional. Uh, you know, and. I would say the other piece too, you were hit, alluding to this earlier, is it's not like you're going to flip over your building within a week, right? No. Or within a day or within no. even a year. No. I mean, these have to be, you're really going to have to be intentional about this. And I think we're going to get into this a little bit later um, is how you, how you even put this into your, maybe your strategic action plan as a district, or you put this into your building goals as a building you know, breaking it down, even within a classroom, what are things you can put maybe into your syllabus or into your classroom environment, whatever. Those are things that you if you could start to do, um, I think make a, a big deal. Yeah. I yeah I'm going to ask. Yep. Um, let's see. We, uh, let's go. I want to, how about some, uh, you know, if people are out there saying, Hey, what are, what support systems and resources can be put in place? You know, we've talked a lot about maybe, um, you know, me as an individual principal or leader or educator, but what are some systems and, and resources that can be put in place to assist students and staff, for that matter, who may be struggling with mental health challenges? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, 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 there's a variety, and I think most schools have some version of these, um, but a range of mental health services, you know, school counselors, uh, social workers, uh, you mentioned the the co-located services that we have with licensed therapists. 
um, um, you know, access to providing resources for mental health hotlines, crisis intervention resources for students and staff, um, and then establishing partnerships with local mental health organizations to expand uh, that that range of services available for for students and families. And so, I think every school out there has some version of of those things. And even within those, you know, within the social workers or within the the counselors, I mean, they're they're doing like you talked about. We have great counselors, and they they've got a variety of strategies and um, uh, resources that they use, uh, support groups and and things of that nature. So. You know they're out there. It, it it's really just you know the one thing that I think y- you would agree with is there's not enough of it. Um, right. You know every one of these resources that I just mentioned, there's limitations in terms of how many students can be supported just because of manpower, right? And and yeah. uh, so in an ideal world, these would all be unlimited, untapped, um, you know, limitless resources. But that's just not the case, and so. Um, that's that's a big struggle because there's certainly way more students that could benefit from some support that are actually getting the support. And and part of that is also just the struggle of trying to identify the, the, the kids that need it. But um, but that's that's a, sh- a short list of, of, of things. And, you know, as far as, you know, staff, I mean, obviously, you know, our district and I think all districts have something to, to do with this. We have a mental, you know, health wellness program, uh, basically like an outreach program um, that staff can utilize. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's just making sure people are aware of the resources is part of the part of the challenge for sure. Yeah, and figuring them out. I think the other the other piece too that um, you could do is, you know, look at uh, community resources, county resources, mm-hmm. um, state resources. Uh, you know, check into those because there's a lot of stuff that even uh, early on in my uh, years as a principal really didn't fully know the whole gamut of services that are out there yeah but really getting to know those and i would just say big big pieces talk to your um if you have a school counselor just within your building because your school counselors are going to do just an outstanding job absolutely there. they'll have access to a lot of that i want to ask you too this this kind of ties into this and we talk about this a lot um mm-hmm. i just think it's important to talk about the stigma okay yeah. i think it ties directly into what we were just talking about because you know how can we effectively reduce that stigma around mental health? Oh man, there is, I mean, I think one is you as a leader, as a principal, you have to, you have to walk the walk. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't just talk the talk, uh, but you gotta be, you gotta be walking the walk. And I think if you're out there leading by example, if you're out there talking about it, if you're having conversations about it, maybe you're bringing in, um, uh, maybe bringing in, folks to your building uh, to talk about it. Uh, maybe you're organizing. Uh, maybe, you're, you know, I, I think of students and the powerful voice students have is giving ownership to students. And I think about our, our, our business programs or our, our um, maybe it's our uh, National Honor Society students or student council or DECA programs or those, those, those kids that will help create maybe what you're going to call a campaign or bringing awareness to mental health. If you're putting, sometimes as adults, we think that, you know, we're going to take ownership of this mm-hmm. and we got to do it, but the students are so powerful, man. Yeah. Their, their voice, their ideas, the creativity behind it. I mean, even before break I had a student from, um, 
the yearbook yearbook came up to me and they were showing me something and I'm like, oh my God, what a, that is so cool. I would have never thought of that. Hmm. Sometimes just putting it, putting out, um, putting it out to students. So, so the question you asked is how do I, how do we redo, how can we reduce yeah. stigma around it? That's one of the ways. I mean, I think bringing in, um, campaigns, uh, having students create uh, something for your building, I think, uh, to do that, just normalizing the conversations mm-hmm. around mental health. And maybe it's putting it into your, uh, you know, daily emails or weekly emails, or maybe it's a newsletter, or maybe something you're putting out when you're speaking in front of um, your staff or when you're speaking in front of uh, families, you know, talk, you know, you don't need to go into a big rant about it, but just bring it up. You can just yeah. bring it up and, and do that. So I agree. Just, we just got to, we just got to keep talking about it. We just got to yep. keep talking about it for sure. Yep. And so I think th- those are great ways to do that. Um, you know, this is the other piece we talk about is a core piece of our, of, of you and I as our show and what we talk about, but, and I, I don't ever want this to become like, I think some people hear the word and they're like, uh, but really if they focus in on the word and really spend time with this and really do this, there's so many powerful things, but what measures can be taken to encourage self-care and stress management practices among students and staff? You know, I think it really boils down to promoting physical and, um, just healthy lifestyle choices. And, and when I say that, I'm not talking about, you know, just running and eating veggies. I'm talking about, you know, everything. I'm talking about sleep. I'm talking about emotional health, uh, mental health, uh, relationship health. Um, I, I think it boils down to that and, and providing the resources and information on, on healthy, you know, um, coping mechanisms, um, whether that's mindfulness uh, routines or meditation or relaxation techniques. But it's it's really just it, it, it's about promoting that. It, it's so funny. This brings brings up a. a I, I am part of a a Facebook group. Uh, I can't even remember the name of it, but it's a a, a principal Facebook group. And one of the one of the principals right before break posted. Um, basically, he said, "You know, we're at break. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. You know, do all the things, but also." Don't forget, you've got to check those emails and you've got to, you've got to get prepared for second semester. And he listed off like seven or eight things that, that, Hey, take care of yourself, but make sure you're doing these. And boy, did he get jumped on. (laughs) Oh my God. He absolutely got blasted. And I thought it was, you know, I never really weigh in on those. I just, I use it for just kind of just getting a sense of the pulse of what's going on around the country. Cause you know, they're obviously all over. And, um, I just thought it was so interesting that not a single response to his post was in support for what he said. That's to me that's a positive thing. That's that's really good in my in my opinion that that there seems to be a large majority of administrators out there that understand the importance of boundaries and self-care and uh family and all of that stuff and the and the dynamic that it plays um so I think that's that's really great. So I kind of kind of got off track there, but but um, no, but, I, but really it, it boils down to promoting that physical and and um, physical activity, healthy lifestyle choices, and and that's all encompassing. Like I said, everything from sleep to, to to nutrition to mental health, emotional health, relationship health, all of it. And you know, as we're talking, you know, this is New Year's. We call it our New Year's episode, right? You know, mm-hmm. we just celebrated uh, New Year's uh, a couple of days ago, but 
you know, this is a good time to be intentional, right? Be intentional yeah. with what you want to do. You, it's a, it is a mindset. We, you know, we started this show way back when we talk a lot about discipline, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about consistency. You can be motivated all you want, but after a while, motivation is going to, this is going to fade away. Yep. So how can you continually be disciplined, set those intentions. And then the other piece that, that I would say to go along with this boundaries, you know, create some boundaries for yourself, right? Learn how to, you can say no, right? Absolutely. And I think that's the piece, what I, what, what I heard you say, uh, with that Facebook post, which was so cool is there's people like, no, uh-uh, I'm going to take care of myself and this is how I'm going to take care of it. And I think we got to do, we got to continue to do a great job with that. I love it. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, you know, really quick, I always want to tie in because if there's parents out there that are listening and they're like, you know, how do we, you know, maybe if I'm a, a principal, I'm a leader, how do you involve the parents or the in the broader community? I know we've touched on it a little bit. Uh, I think that, yeah, I think that one's hard. Um, I know I always kind of struggle with that one because, you know, just because of the really honestly time. It, it, you're trying to fit all the stuff in and, and um, it's, I think it's easy to forget the community aspect of it. It's for, easy to forget the, the, the parental components uh, of your, of your school because they're not the faces that you see walking into your building every day. Um, but what, you know, what are some things you can do? I mean, certainly you could host, uh, you know, informational meetings about mental health information, um, parent support groups, um, having discussions about mental health, collaborating with local organizations, um, trying to connect your, your parents and community members with those resources. So I think it's, it's really, you know, you're going to have to go out of your way to do it. Um, because yeah, I think too, yeah, cause it's not going to happen during the school day. No. And I think too, yeah. just having, you know, easy access, maybe some stuff on your website. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even just little, like I said earlier, little conversations, if you're on the phone with, a uh, a, a parent, maybe even a, sometimes too, like, uh, your, you know how you have your signature. Yeah. Uh, you, you on the bottom of your signature, maybe you have something mm. that says mental health resources, That's a good idea. whatever, just little things like that. I think can continually do that, but just parents play a big part in this. The other piece that I want to wrap up here before we get into the strategies piece of it and how we, we're going to close out the show with, you know, making sure principals have some just practical strategies mm-hmm. that they can leave this episode with. But as we do all this stuff, right, you, you, we're talking all this stuff. Principals are going to leaders, educators, teachers. We're going to start doing all this stuff. But then how do you know if this is going to be successful, right? What are some indicators that you're like, well, is this working? Is this not working? What are some things, Kevin, you could say to that? And I can I can add a couple as well, too. Well, there's the, the good old classic survey. Survey. <laughs> everybody, loves, everybody loves a good survey. How many um, sur- Survey says, but I mean, if everybody takes the survey, right, it is effective. I mean, it, it, it does, you know, if everybody's taking it serious, I mean, it is a, an efficient way to collect information. Um, so that's a very tangible thing that you can do. Um, but then there's also just the, the, you know, the intangible things, the pay attention, you know, be, be, be aware, um, get into classrooms Talk to students, have those. I mean, lunch is a great opportunity to connect with students in a non-academic setting, mm-hmm. right? We've got an hour and a half every day. We've got access to every student in the building. 
pick their brains, talk to them, have, have 30 second conversations about, um, what's happening and how they're feeling and, and whatnot. You, you, you've been doing this, you know, we've been doing this long enough. You get a sense, you can, oh, you sure. can, you can get an understanding pretty accurately. I think if you just pay attention and you interact with the people that are in your building, staff and students, um, I don't know. What do you think? What do you got? I got a couple, you know, just some other, just really, just, you could look at your just attendance, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you, a lot of people in schools, you, it's pretty easy to do. You can pull that data and look at, you know, attendance, uh, you know, from a building standpoint, maybe from, uh, you know, looking at students that have, you know, this many absences or what, but just, just start digging into that a little bit more. The other piece too is, you know, getting, getting, are, are your students involved in mm-hmm. activities in your building? And I think, we talk a lot about that, you know, where we're at is the more I say this with parents, if you're if your students is connected into an activity, I could I don't care if it's uh, what it is, if, it, if if it's an athletic program, if it's the band, choir, theater, uh, if it's a club, uh, art, whatever it may be, if they are connected in there, usually they're going to have a better experience A in school but I think they're also those are the things that can help with the mental um, mental health. And the more the more students you have involved, I think the better off you are there as well too. Yeah, that's that's a good not point. the case for that's not the case for everything, right? But yeah. I'm just saying that's one little piece. So I think those are just a couple little pieces, uh, you know, that you can monitor and, and check on. The other big thing too is you know, a lot of a lot of uh, states uh, have these, um, you know, your state data, right? Mm-hmm. That they give these big. Uh, like you said, surveys out. You, know, you can pay attention to those as well too, and, and look at that data to see what are some, maybe some trends that that we're seeing as well too. So those are a couple things. So, um, again, the impact this has uh, for principals, Kevin, is so so crucial, man. Uh, positively prioritizing mental health is going to lead to again. We've said this over and over on the show, but it's going to lead to a more supportive. It's going to lead to a cohesive school community togetherness right it's going to improve staff morale it's going to enhance student teacher relationships which you talked a lot about is that relationship piece it starts there but there however the responsibility of addressing mental health concerns can also place additional stress on principals and that's going to require you as a principal or a leader or an educator to navigate complex issues related to mental health. So that's why I'm going to go back that step and say, okay, make sure you as a leader, principal, educator are taking care of yourself too and figuring out ways what you need to do. Seek support, talk to a, a, a friend, whatever it may be, but take care of yourself. And you don't have to know all the answers. For God, I, you said this earlier, we're sitting here talking about all this stuff. I don't have all the answers. No, I don't, no. sometimes, I'm, I'm making mistakes all the time, but just be there and know that you don't have to the other piece is you do not have to do this alone. Right. You know, you don't have to sit out. You work with other people. Work like you said. You, there's great people. So those are those are things. But it does have um, a, a big impact on principles. So let's 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 share just some strategies, Kevin. So let's. So we've talked about you know what are we talking about? Why are we talking about? You and I dug into some questions here, but then let's get to the. You know, if I'm sitting out there, I'm like, okay, well, what what are some things I can do? Yeah, yeah. There, you know, there's a handful of things. Um, you know, develop a comprehensive uh, mental health plan. Um, 
and, and what I what I mean by that is, you know, outline specific goals, um, practices, resources for for promoting mental well being in the in your school community. You mentioned it. Make it part of your strategic action plan. Your building goals, etc. So, um, you know, we've got plenty of of outlines and plans for <laughs> darn near every aspect of school, right? And yeah. But do we have one for mental health well being? I don't know. I don't know if we do. Um, but that that would be one thing to kind of reflect on and 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 put together. Um, we've talked about it already. Professional development, making sure that those resources. Uh, you know, related to mental health issues, identifying, you know, su- you know, such as identifying signs of distress, um, crisis situations, and then just promoting positive mental health practices, you know, making sure that staff understand, at least have a good foundation of, of what that, yeah. what that looks like. Um, and then just kind of overall fostering that positive school climate, um, you know, making sure that, that you're really promoting respect, inclusivity, um, empathy among students and staff, um, maybe implementing restorative justice practices, maybe peer mentoring programs, uh, and then and then again just leaning on that social emotional learning curriculum that we have in place. Yeah. How about you? You got a couple? Yeah, I think just to um, add on a couple here are offer mental health services and resources, and we talked about that. We talked about this t- today in the show, but just really as a principal, leader, educator, make sure you're offering mental health services and resources within your, your school setting. And let me tell you, I'm sure that that's happening, but just maybe check in with that occasionally too, because sometimes as a principal, we get so caught up in so many other things. But I'm going to challenge you as you start the new year and as you come back from you know your break and all that stuff, check in on your programs, check in on those uh, counselors and those things that you have currently in your building just see how they're doing and that would be something uh, that you could do your counseling services support groups um, the community resources and all that other stuff you could do Um, but principals can provide those educational resources for students and families on topics uh, related to mental health and you can do that in multiple different ways the other thing i said this earlier um, and i gotta i want to do a better job of this i know uh, i talked to a staff member uh, before break uh, and there's a group of students that I want to lean on uh, just for some voice within the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I would say pre-pandemic, I was doing a really good job of checking in with uh, groups of students. And so that is a, a goal of mine as I come back out of winter break. But prioritize student voice and engagement. Uh, that is so powerful. We can't forget about students. That's that's why we're in this business, right? We're in this business because we're working with students, right? And and how we can do that. But principals, you can prioritize student voice and engagement by involving students in maybe some decision-making processes related to mental health initiatives. Again, that's what I said earlier. Get them involved in some of those um, campaigns and all that stuff. Uh, Create opportunities for student-led mental health clubs, organizations, uh, and solicit that feedback from students on maybe, is this working, is this not working, of of your mental health programs and services. So that's that's what I would Yeah, those are good. All right, Kevin. Um, you know, and I think when we talked about those strategies, mm-hmm. if principals are implementing those, they are going to create, again, the word that we've been talking about, that supportive and nurturing environment that promotes mental uh, well-being among students and staff. So I think that's so, so important. Let's leave listeners, okay? Two pieces of advice um, that maybe 
leaders can do creating that culture of mental well-being in their schools. What's your piece of advice? And then I'll leave a piece of advice as well, too. I'm going to reiterate something that's already been talked about, and it's going to be I'm going to challenge leaders to prioritize self-care for themselves. Um, this is is essential. Um, we need to model it. We need to model that healthy work-life balance. We need to engage in that self-care practice. We need to su- su- uh, seek support when we need it. And we need to we need to be the the guiding light in in the sense that people need to see us doing it, and it, it has to start there. And and um, so that that's going to be my my simple challenge is is sometimes you got to put yourself first, and by putting Absolutely. yourself first, you're actually putting other people in your realm of care and um, prioritizing them. So you got to prioritize yourself. Awesome, love it. Uh, mine is going to be just create those collaboration uh, opportunities and those partnerships. Uh, so when you're creating a culture of mental well-being, that's going to that's going to require collaboration. That's going to require partnerships within your school community and beyond. And as a principal, leader, educator, actively seek those partnerships with mental health professionals. They're out there. Uh, like I said, I said this a little bit earlier. Challenge yourself as you start. As you start this, uh, you know, 2024. As you come back from winter break, and you're in January here, go check in with some of the things you, that are happening within your building currently. How are they going? Um, ask some questions, but just seek those partnerships. There's a lot of great stuff in the county, city, uh, even state community organizations, um, and even families to enhance the support and resources available to students. But that collaboration piece, I think, is, is such a big thing. It's it, it's going to create a network. And one of the things I've learned in my short time or long time, whatever I want to call it, uh, being a principal is the network of people you begin to meet. And the, the cool thing that starts to kind of uh, evolve within your building is the you have more and more resources there. Or if I'm, maybe I'm like struggling, I'm like, God, I wish we had this. And I make a phone call or I send an email, bam, I'll get something back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that we had that. But just create those, uh, that network of support that's going to strengthen. I think it's just going to strengthen the whole system uh, within your school. So that is my challenge, Kevin. So, hey, Kevin, as we conclude this episode, it is essential to remember that creating a culture of mental well-being in schools is an ongoing process. It's not something you're going to flip. It's going to be an ongoing process that requires dedication, being intentional, and collaboration. By prioritizing mental health, implementing practical strategies, and providing support, we can create an environment where students and staff thrive. I want to thank you for joining us today. And we look forward to bringing you more valuable insights. Hey, keep living and leading with purpose. And remember, your mental well-being matters. It starts with you.